Hey, Business Building Warrior. Welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. This is your host, Jim Cockrum. And I had the privilege of hanging out today with one of our proven AmazonCourse.com students. This is a couple who own a plumbing business. They have for over 20 plus years and it's still operating, but with all the COVID craziness in their area, especially, they're a little concerned how stable that model might be. It's been a great family business for a long time, but they started looking for something else that they could add to their current income to add a degree of stability. And over the course of eight or nine months with our course and training, they've built a business that's generating about eight or $9,000 a month in sales with a very part-time effort. And the exciting benefit they've discovered is they're working together unlike they ever have before. Previously with their plumbing business, it was Corey going off to do his thing and Marianne staying home. She homeschooled, kind of doing her thing, and they would meet up when they could. He's working very hard at his thing and she's working hard at hers, but their paths didn't cross a whole lot. Well, now their paths are crossing a lot because they're building this side business that they're both very excited about. And it's growing very well, as you'll hear Corey explain today. Marianne couldn't join us. She was otherwise occupied, I think, with homeschool today. But Corey describes and contrasts the difference between a traditional get your hands dirty, get out and serve the customer local type business and what he's seeing with e-commerce. They both have their pluses and minuses, of course. But with e-commerce, he makes the observation that there's flexibility of schedule. Like we mentioned, it's something he can do with his wife. It's challenged them in their relationship in new ways to work together, to build together, make decisions together. And they've benefited greatly in their relationship as a result of that. So there's all these little hidden benefits to these e-commerce business under one roof type of models that we teach around here, specifically with the Amazon model. And they talk about some of the products they found, how they found them, which parts of the training course that they've been through so far. You may not be aware, but we start out new students with the goal of going from zero to $10,000 a month in sales on Amazon, finding product, very low risk, you're not going to lose money. You're going to go find products on the store shelves near you or online and sell them very low risk activities. And you slowly build into that 10 to 40,000 window. And then it's 40 to the next level. We take you all the way up to the $100,000 level on what you're going to see, what you can expect. Corey spent some time talking about what those first couple stages have felt like. I appreciated this interview today because it's a new student. We hear sometimes from listeners to the show that say, hey, you know, we've heard dozens of stories of people who are building incredible businesses and they're selling six figures a month. And that's great. But what about those people who just got started? You know, What's the journey look like and feel like and, and sound like for them? So that's one of those episodes today for you is someone who's fairly new on their journey. And I think they've built an incredible platform that they could easily double, triple or more their business without a whole lot of extra effort at this point because they've learned the basics. So enjoy today's episode. We're going to hang out with Mr. Corey Zimmer. I'll get him on the line right now. So Corey, welcome. Yeah, thank you. Well, I'd love to jump right into your story. Let's uh, let's hear what you've got for us. Okay. So we heard about e-commerce, I guess, about a year ago. We were at a family get-together and my aunt's daughter, I believe, is the relation. She was mentioning she kept looking at her phone all day and so we asked, just curiosity, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I just hit 600 bucks in a day. And so we, that stirred up some conversation. And I think a month or two later, my wife reached out to her just 
touch base with her and got a little more details on it. So that's kind of sparked a little interest. So before that, I've owned a plumbing company for about 22 years. And it's just you're dealing with clients, you're dealing with employees, and it's all nine to five and it's rush, rush, rush and go. And it's a business that I built separately. I mean, it's our company, but it's what I've done for 27, 28 years. So it's kind of me in my business, not wow. our now, business. Now, where are you guys from? We are originally from Seattle area, okay. just south of Seattle. Gotcha. So it's something that I built and um, she took care of the kids. And then when this kind of e-commerce thing picked up, we were like, this is something we could do together. And so we started about, I think last February 1st was our first sale really. And so it's just kind of gone from there. And it's, we go shopping together. We take our daughter with us. We've got four kids, but they're grown. They're 25, 23, 21. And our daughter's 11 and she goes with us shopping all the time. And so it's kind of a family thing and spend a lot of time together. And <laughs> kind of it's the good and the bad. I mean, there's, it's a, there's a lot to dig in here. I, I'm loving this. I didn't yeah. realize that you were that established of a traditional entrepreneur. It, it yeah. takes that same kind of spirit, that almost that warrior spirit to make any business succeed. So you know what that feels yeah. like. Yeah. All the hard problems land on your desk because you're the guy at the top. It does. Yeah. So when you run your own business, that's just how it is. So you're used to that. But you've had about, uh, you said February. So you've had about nine months or so of feeling like, what's this reality? So do you still have the plumbing business? Have you sold that? Nope. We still still do it. But I guess the last two years kind of realized that any business can change overnight with the pandemic and just especially Washington state, it's pretty crazy the lockdowns and stuff that they've done up there. That's what I've heard. So yeah. And we're in San Diego, California now, and everybody keeps telling us we're stricter down here, but we went up there a few weeks ago and it's crazy lockdown up there. I mean, you can't even go to Costco without a mask on in San Diego. Nobody, (laughs) it's completely different. So, but that kind of showed that, I mean, in swipe of a pen or executive order, things change. And this is something that we've done and been able to do through this. And it's been kind of fun to start up. And it's also something that sells 24-7. Whereas the plumbing industry, you're typically a nine to five. So you have narrow windows of opportunity to really do. I mean, we do some night stuff, but majority of your stuff is the daytime. And you get schedule changes, cancellations, and you've got blocks of windows. And it's frustrating. So. This is just another kind of a, I guess initially it was kind of a way to diversify things, but the more we get into it, it's it's actually a lot of fun. So, I mean, it's, we enjoy the challenge of finding things. For instance, like last night we went to church up in uh, Chino and on the way back, we hit a store that we've never been to before and we were shopping for Thanksgiving stuff and I was stubborn. I was going to find something in the store and we talked about a product a few weeks ago and I actually found it up there and I think it's... And it probably, I think it's like a dollar twenty-eight item, and it sells for like twelve forty-nine right now. So we're like testing it, and it was kind of fun. So it's kind of the every time we go to a store, we're looking for one little thing if we can find something. So yeah, it's kind of fun. Yeah, I can tell you in the earlier stages of building this out too, because once you're more ingrained in the way this process works, finding products is no longer the challenge. It's building a system <laughs> because the products, yeah. especially now. They're literally everywhere at this point. Yeah. 
uh, once you've got kind of those that you're seeing the world through the right colored glasses, I guess you could say it's just you start to see product everywhere and it's about building yeah. building a system. But I, I'm curious, I don't get to talk to many people and I'm always excited to do so that have gone from more the traditional nine to five business owner grind and they've transitioned or they're transitioning into more of an e-commerce online entrepreneur mindset. Mm-hmm. Contrast those two for me. Like, what comes to mind? And I didn't prepare you ahead of time with these questions. Yeah. Just two guys chatting. But yeah. I think, it's, and there, it, as, as you think about that question for just a moment, the reason I like it so much is because I've been in this world for 20 years. Many of the people who listen to this podcast, this is all they do. And it's healthy for us, I think, to step back and contrast where we are and the opportunity we have to how the rest of the world kind of operates. This whole e commerce thing is a pretty sweet gig. And yeah. sometimes we forget that in spite of the challenges that it has and the flexibility, et cetera. So what's on your list of the differences between the two? And there's benefits and negatives to both, I'm sure, but just talk yeah. that through. Well, I mean, first of all, for our business, the plumbing business, I've got phenomenal employees and office people so they can run and do things. So the day-to-day kind of grind isn't as hard as it was building it for the first 16, 18 years. I mean, that was... You get a call at 2 in the morning, you go. Um, you were the guy. Yeah, we were the guy. Well, we were the company. We were the guy. Extremely loyal client base. So um, we haven't advertised in that for 10 years. And we've got more business that we can handle, which is great. So we're very blessed in that. But it's also a grind. It's it's physical. It's You're out, especially in Washington, you're in the cold, wet. Like right now, it's 45 degrees and rain up there. And we've got guys working inside, outside, and it's it's a grind. But the nice part with the e-commerce is the flexibility is huge. Like we took a trip to Texas a few weeks ago to visit some kids that used to be our neighbors and help out their family and some stuff. And we were able to do shopping while we we're there. There's some stores that some craft stores around here where we kind of every time we go in, we clear the shelf. We're in a new city, so we cleared their shelf for a while. So it's kind of nice to go outside of our area and kind of get on top of things. And it was fun just to get out and see areas and that flexibility where we could travel and still be shopping and picking up things that we've never seen before. We love so. those tax deductible trips too, right? It's a business yeah, trip now. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, with, yeah, it is. But it was, it's just nice being able to go. And we only spent like two or three hours shopping, but mm-hmm. yeah, it was fun just to be able to still keep contributing. And it gave us the flexibility to do that too. With We stocked up, on a lot of products before we left. So when we were gone, they didn't deplete out completely. So that was kind of nice. But we can we look back at the sales for the last eight or 10 weeks and we're like, oh yeah, we can see that we were gone for three and a half weeks out of six weeks for a while. And you can kind of see that in this the all the new products we would have brought in. But still we look at it and we're like, it gave us that opportunity to do that, which is huge. So it was good. Yeah. So it's nice having the balance of the the nine to five job but we still have flexibility to do things in the evenings or if a day for me is really light in the office where there's not much to do, I go out and we can hit a few things and do some shopping. And we incorporate our daughter into a lot of the stuff and especially trying to find new products because there's products that she looks at and we're like, no, it's never going to work. And then she, we look at it and we're like, wow, that's really good. <laughs> so, I can't tell you how often I hear that where kids have just incredible instincts. Yeah, and, uh, I found myself almost stalking Families with yeah. younger kids, because my youngest is only 14 now. 
and she'll go with me. And she has some interest in these things and she has incredible instincts. But you you follow a 10 to 12 year old through the store with their mom and just see what catches and what they're grabbing off the shelf. And it's like, oh, yeah. I want that. I got to have that. Like they just know. It's like they all have yeah. this mind. And so they their instincts are often incredible on yeah. what's really, really hot and selling well right now. I don't want to move too far off of, I don't know if we're finished contrasting the traditional, the plumbing biz yeah. to the e-commerce. Like what other observation you have that obviously flexibility, you can travel when you want. You're in an enviable position where it sounds like you've got some fairly stable income coming from that plumbing business. And that's an yes. asset you could yeah. potentially move at some point. Um, yeah. But continue contrasting those two. I'm just curious from your vantage point, a guy that did 20 plus years of the more traditional, getting your hands dirty type of, you know, dealing with customers model into e-commerce. Mm-hmm. What else has stood out to you? I think the biggest thing for us is just being able to work with Marianne and build something together. That's the huge, that's mm-hmm. the biggest thing yeah. I could take away from it. Because the plumbing business has always about been me. It'd be 16 hour days doing whatever you have to do to make the income. Yeah. Or if there were... I guess I'll throw myself under the bus a little bit here. If there was marital conflict or things weren't going well there, I'd just go work for 16 hours and come home, sleep, go back to work the next day. And mm. this, where we're in it together, wow. it's yes. learning to compromise or like we put a box together the other night and it was like I was laughing after we got it because I weighed it and it was like 60.9 pounds or something like that. I And I just laughed and I go, we did it again. And it's she loves to pack things so tight and have the box be perfectly packed. And it was overweight. So we, instead of a couple of years ago, it could have been a source of conflict. Now we just both laughed at it. And so we redesigned the boxes and made it good. And so... I didn't see that a couple coming, years ago. Corey. That's great. So you and Marianne have kind of been forced to, unlike it, the 20 years in the plumbing business, you kind of went and did your thing. She did her thing. Now you're doing this together. It's forced yeah. some of these relational issues. You've had to, <laughs> to polish a yeah. little bit. I love yeah. it. I, I didn't anticipate that response, but that's so true. Yeah. Uh, when yeah, the business it's... is in your house, you know, you're kind of forced to, and you're doing it together and you yeah. do it on the road. You know, and I think this may just be an audio episode. You're actually in your car now. And I can see some boxes and packing stuff behind you in your seat. I mean, it's just... Oh, yeah. You know, it's all around you now, right? You're kind of in the business. Have you had to set up um, some boundaries? Yeah. yeah, we try to keep just a couple of days a week. I mean, like a week, a day or two. Marianne will go out on Wednesday afternoons and do some shopping and stuff. Try to find some replants and different things. I'll tend to do like a night or two where I'll go out and hit some local stores and stock up on stuff. Because that's one thing I enjoy in the plumbing industry with my guys will call me and they need parts and... I'll find the oddball parts. Um, like a one part we were trying to find, there's only we found out there's only two in the nation, and we found one of the two. Even the manufacturer said there are none available. We found it, so I enjoy the sourcing side of it. Like we have a replan that's a dog toy, and you can't find it on the shelves anywhere, but we we're able to find it online. And this stupid thing sells like crazy, and we're just laughing because it's it was just a something we thought was kind of corny, and we tried it and. I think in the last five months, we've sold like 60 of them now. And I mean, <laughs> we make like 130, 150% profit on it. So yeah, it's funny. So we just laugh about it. But so we kind of, we found our niche in there. And, but we don't do it every day because we homeschool our daughter. Well, Marianne does. And then I have the business. We've kind of found time outside of that to make sure we only do it a couple days a week. And then the hard part is just the packaging, getting everything together. That's the one day that is kind of a grind. That's so the bottleneck. 
Yeah. And especially when you got limited space. And so we've moved it out to our garage. So it's not part of our house. We used to bring it all into the kitchen area and have it all over the place. And we're like, that's too chaotic. Or <laughs> we don't want to live in it, but mm-hmm. we still want it to be at the house. We just, I mean, I have storage units in Seattle for our business and stuff. And it's, we just don't want to get to that cost. And so we try to move things quickly and get three, 400 items in and get them out quick. So, right. Have you considered yeah. using like a, a neighbor hiring some help for that part of it? Do you think that's... Um, nice not yet. We're kind of... So the last... Every month we've gone up. August was a high month for us. It was about 9,000 in a month. And then... But every other month, you take that anomaly out and every other month's been a steady increase. So I think this month will be back right around 8,000. So kind of not quite there yet. Yeah, but it's, it's still it's manageable. Still doable. It's still manageable, the two of you, yeah. at the level you're yeah. at. Yeah. And so we're not looking at that. But we, I mean, as like business owners, we're always looking down the road. It's like, okay, at some point, something would be nice to make it easier, whether it's the packaging or whatever it is. But we're not quite there yet. So right now, it's just keeping up on the replens is the big challenge. So because we'll buy some units and all of a sudden, it, I swear Amazon has like this thing that when we're shopping for certain items, it knows. Because we like sell five of them. And then we're like, oh, we should have got 10. I can't tell you <laughs> so. the number of times I'll be in a checkout and I just bought three of an item and I'll sell three of that item while I'm in line Yeah, that I bought previously. And I'm like, I need to go back and grab three more. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, we've done that. The stuff that's in yeah. your cart is selling right now. You're like, I got to get more. Just clear yeah. the shelf, man. Oh, that stuff that moves well, just go ahead and grab all of it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That, how many times that's happened? That's great. You guys are starting to get a feel for it. So yeah. we're less than a year into this. You're mm-hmm. hitting around eight or 9,000 a month, it sounds like at this point. Just the last few months. Yeah. Yeah. So we should hit around 60,000 this year for 11 months. So gotcha. in the first three to four months, we're two to 3,000, I would say, the first four months. Yeah. Just and learning. then June, July, August, it started to pick up. And we were very fortunate in the beginning. We found some pot that's kind of going out of... It's like a cooking pot saucepan or something, but it was going out of business. It's not being carried anywhere anymore. And we just happened to find a place that had a bunch and we got really lucky on that one. So, But that helped give us confidence in it that it works. And that yeah. was huge. So that was nice because that helped kind of cover the mistakes that we made in the beginning. Because um, sure. we didn't start listening to your videos and training until a couple months into it. So we were kind of learning on the fly, kind of going. And then we started listening to videos and we're like, oh yeah, we should have only bought three or four of those and tested it. And But we're not losing money in the beginning. But I mean, first couple of years of our business, you weren't making a ton of money, but you were building the future of it where it can run. Now, I mean, like I said, we 10 years without advertising. We don't advertise at yeah. all up there. That's and another great contrast, really. You know, yeah. Just thinking back in time, how long did it take you to build a profitable plumbing business? And, and most businesses yeah. are this way. You don't think, well, if I'm not making money by month three, I'm out. That's a luxury reserved only for e-commerce. <laughs> yeah, No other industry has that. Like, well, if I'm not making money by month two, this yep. is a scam. Like, come yeah. on, you got to give it a few months here. You know, you're going to stub your toe and bump your head a few times. The yep. beautiful thing about this model is there's no scenario where you're going to lose a bunch of money if you do it the way we teach it. There's just yep. no scenario where that's even possible because you're testing small, right? But yep. 
Yeah, I love that contrast. How long did it take you to build a profitable plumbing business? Like, what was the um, well? Back in then? the beginning, it, it was just me, and I had an extremely loyal client base that I didn't go to any of my clients after I left the company I was working at, and but people would find me just by random. They pick up the phone and call. But you transitioned then, into owning your own thing. Yeah, yeah, it was just me and another guy, and we were able to grind through it. And so we we always made money, but we made a ton of mistakes because there's not like a plumbing coach that you go to you just you learn the trade and that's what we did is you just kind of go out on your own and mm-hmm. make a ton of mistakes so luckily i got hooked up with an organization there that helped do some training so that worked out good but yeah. it's i mean i'm 51 so it's like the years of physically doing it i could still run the business so i enjoy that but this is just something that we could do as a family too and as we become more successful, it's something our older daughter could do or our kids, older kids, we could train them to do it. Or like a family we're helping in Texas, it may be something that we could help them kind of get set up and point them in the right direction. Yeah. To it's help a them out model, too. It strikes me as you're talking about it, Corey, that you know, unlike your plumbing, like if someone said, hey, I kind of want to get into that, you'd be like, man, okay, there's a lot you're going to have to learn. There's a lot of things that have changed. I might even try to talk you out of it a little bit, right? But with this mm-hmm. model, it's like, if you're motivated, I can teach you the stuff you need in a few hours. You can scale up safely. And you know, from that vantage point, if someone came to you and said, hey, okay, you can either teach me plumbing or you can teach me e-commerce and so on on Amazon. I want to get something going here. I'm motivated. What are you going to teach me? <laughs> I have a feeling... Oh, it'd be the e-commerce on this one because <laughs> for plumbing in Washington, it's a, it takes four, three to four years to get your residential license. So a guy has to work under me or one of my plumbers for right. minimum of three years. Yeah, yeah just to go take a state license. Yeah. yeah. Well, they yeah. make... No, we pay them pretty good, but it's yeah. still... It's frustrating when you got to be with a guy yeah. for three years. And then for a commercial plumber, it's four years to five years plus passing the test and all that. So sure. it's... Yeah, that's, that's just that's to get your license. one's better than the other. You know, I'm just I enjoy the contrast. You know, I enjoy playing in that contrast of mm-hmm. helping people figure like you're gonna have to do something. Yeah. there's a lot of traditional paths. They're still great, and you know, I've got a, one of my sons owns a landscaping business. Stays incredibly yeah. busy, but you know, it is getting out, getting dirty, dealing with customers, collecting payment. You know, the e-commerce yep. is a nice add-on. To anything, to any business, yep. as you're saying, you know, how many hours are you yep. guys putting into your e-commerce business? I'm, I'm curious. When we do the packaging, it's probably a between packaging and everything, it's probably four to five hours for each of us. And but other than that, it could be like I on some coffee stuff that we sell, I two hours, and I came back with two trunkfuls of stuff that I just went in and cleared the shelves and went. To, we're fortunate in San Diego where we have some grocery stores that are all within like two miles apart or less. So I just go in, I'm in there three to four minutes and I have it set up perfect on the conveyor belt. So I just tell them, you got 13 of this, 15 of this, 20 of this. And she's like, thank you so much. I'm out the door, throw it in the back of the truck, go to the next one. So on the replans, we're getting pretty quick at that. So they, we try to spend maybe one to two days a week, a couple hours here and there to go out and find new stuff. So I guess, let's see, 10, maybe 20 hours a week right now. Some weeks are more, some are less. Like when we traveled, we spent two hours and two weeks. But when we go to a grocery store to pick up food for our trip, yeah, we'll spend 10 or 15 minutes scanning new items that we don't have in our area, which is kind of fun. But so it's not a ton because we homeschool our kid and I have this, our other business that's allowed us to do it as quick as we want. So, but now we're kind of at a point where it's like, 
time to make the next big push and get over the 10,000 next. That's the goal for next month or next year. So kind of take it from that eight to nine fifty right in there to making the big jump and getting to the next hurdle. So yeah, which you guys are more finding bigger. To do. Yeah, in finding products like the dollar twenty eight, we sell for twelve something. I mean, it's a three hundred fifty percent ROI on it. So I'll take that all day. But it's also nice when you buy an item for five and you sell it for fifteen, you make five. So mm-hmm. it's some of the items bigger. you get more excited about over time too will be. You know, like one of our one of our hottest, we can't get it. They sell as fast as we can get them. They're about forty bucks. Our cost selling for about one twenty. Yeah, and uh, it's a backpack type yeah. product. It just flies, you know. And, and we're getting them as much as we can. We're telling friends and family, hey, you know, they're setting order limits for us. Order as many of these as you can, kind of thing, right? Uh, yeah. Those products are just everywhere. Even I enjoy those higher price because now you're making you know fifty bucks a sale after yeah. every after clearing everything. As you start to scale into that, you're going to find that finding products not the challenge. It's just it's building a good system, and yeah. I think you guys, before you even know it, will be hiring shoppers and preppers and just kind of freeing up your time to manage this. Yeah, um, it's a pretty flexible, freeing business model. Yeah, and we started this with the stimulus check that came out in January last year. We were just really? like, okay, we got this check, and we just started using that to start it. And good for you. So it was kind of. In a kind of a sense, we've started a company for free. And yeah. I mean, it's not free, but it's in a sense, it's free. You never so, put any of your own funds at risk. You kind of leveraged, you know, what was available to you yeah. and, and built this. That's great. Yeah. Well, and if, we if, have uh, put in some money, but not yeah. not on the initial outtake. Now it's kind of when we want to scale up a little bit, we'll put a little bit in just to, yeah. we'll take the profits that we put in. We haven't taken any out. So anything we make, any profits we make, we're just putting back into and growing it because. It's not money we need right away, but it would sure be nice to transition to having the flexibility. So mm-hmm. it's just another stream because who knows where we're going to be in a year with the pandemic in Seattle. Sure. And I mean, with OSHA stuff, with the LNI up there, labor and industries and stuff, they could shut everybody down up there in a the blink of an eye and you go a month or two and who knows. So it's just being able to diversify has been really nice. So Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I think if there's any lesson that folks can kind of pull out of this, it's you know maybe you do have an already uh, established stable income stream, one stream. Why not have this on there as well? Carve out yeah. 10, 15 hours a week, get this yeah. going, get to the level where you guys are talking about. And it's an easy leap then. If you free up another 10 hours, you're doubling mm-hmm. or, or tripling even the size yeah. of your business if you start managing yeah. and hiring a team, right? Um, right. And now you've got a viable model that that pays the bills and arguably can scale to something far larger. I mean, there's you don't have to look far to find people who are working just a little more than you are at this thing with seven-figure businesses mm-hmm. because they've scaled it. Hey, Business Building Warrior, quick update. One of our sponsors, Payoneer.com. They're tremendous. They've got up to $750,000 without a credit check to help you grow your Amazon or Walmart business. These guys are a proud sponsor of this program. Thank you for checking out their offer at payoneer.com slash funding. That's P-A-Y-O-N-E-E-R.com, payoneer.com slash funding. Thanks for the sponsorship. Go check these guys out. Um, And now you've got a viable model that that pays the bills and arguably can scale to something far larger. I mean, there's you don't have to look far to find people who are working just a little more than you are at this thing with seven-figure businesses Mm -hmm. because they've scaled it. Right. Yeah. Well, if Marianne was here with us, I know she's doing homeschool right now and not available, but 
you know, what might she add? What would she contribute to the conversation? Anything that you guys, as you guys talked about being on the podcast that she might've brought to the discussion? I think it's just that, I mean, for us, it's just hope in the marriage too. It's just being able to, it's forced us to do conflict resolution or to meet on each other's different platforms. Or I think the biggest thing too is just patience with each other. Because before we just snap or isolate and just kind of go our separate ways and not deal with it. But with this, I mean, you got boxes to put out. So it's like you resolve it. And, but that's been really good for us. And just being able to talk about things, kind of reason things together where with the business, it was just with my plumbing business, it was just like, I'm going to do this. I need a vehicle. I'm just going to go get it with, I took her input, but I didn't really quote, I guess, validate it because I needed the truck. We get it and we go. Now it's, it's our business together. And so we got to focus. I mean, we got to talk things out and take the risk that we're both comfortable with. If neither of us are comfortable with the product, we just don't do it. We maybe only get one or two instead of a couple things. So, and then if we make a mistake, we're not sitting there going, why did you buy that product? It, that was a $20 item and we didn't make money at it. It's now it's like, we kind of laugh about it and it's like, go find the next one. And, but I think it's just being able to work together. And that's the biggest thing. And just working through, it is forced us to work through issues that we didn't yeah. have to before, I guess, or we both neglected before. But sure. I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. You know, so. it, it exposes. Yeah. We, we kind of hit on this a little earlier too, but I love that theme. It reminds me a lot of um, the example I've heard Daniel Lappin use before where he talks about uh, the benefits of, of business and, and how our culture kind of gets it wrong. And the example he gives is, we're told that the best friends you'll ever have in life are the people you like hanging out with on the weekend when you can finally get away from work and just have fun. You know, he, he references the show Friends as an example. Like, you know, yeah. no one cares what they did for a living. It was all just hanging out with your friends and being stupid and letting your hair down. That's when life is good. It's like, that's not how the real world works. The best relationships you're ever going to have in life are the people that you tackle meaningful work with side by side. You know, you're doing something, you're earning a profit by serving others well, and you're doing this day in, day out. And there's multiple examples where people just get very close to the people that they're doing meaningful work alongside. It's like, the, it's like life becomes a team building exercise instead of an exercise in trying to carve out and balance enough time to see each other a few times a week. Yeah. Right? So that's a neat contrast that you dove into. There's a lot of meat there that we could go further with, but mm-hmm. I think we've hit it. Something for people to consider yeah. at least. Like, what are you building with your spouse? You know, this yeah. could be the solution because it's flexible. It fits into both your schedules, regardless of how crazy they each are. Carve out some time a few hours a week and build something together. Yeah. And the benefits, it's going to force you to go through some exercises that are healthy in the end. So I love yeah. that. Yeah. That's good. Well, I, I, I neglected to hit a couple of very specific points. You talked, we haven't talked about your margin yet, which we've got to throw in there when we talk about numbers. Approximately, what are your margins? You mentioned eight or nine, eight or 9,000 a month in sales. Do you know your net margin on those numbers? Marianne's better at those because I try to leave the business side of it to her on that part. She's really good with money and stuff. So I think we're right about 30% of take out all the expenses and costs and everything. And we're sure. we right around 30% on stuff. About 30% um, net margin, which is good. Yeah. It sounds like you're yeah. finding some really good products. So that would sound about right to me. Yeah. And uh, if it's different than that, just let me know. We'll stick it in the show notes. But that's pretty yeah. typical. 20 to 35% right in there when you're doing the replens model properly. Mm-hmm. That's about what's going into the bank. Yeah. So you guys are spending time together, building something that's going to easily scale. 
you know, yeah. there's an economy of scale here where it's not going to get five times harder to build these numbers five times bigger. It's going to get about twice as hard as it is now to build it five right. times bigger, right? Because you've got the basics. You don't have to go buy another scale. You've got a lot of the fixed costs established, set in place now. And uh, you guys know what you're doing. And I think you're going to be able to scale this thing pretty big, pretty fast. But I like doing these interviews where one of the things that jumped out when I saw you guys' name and story come across my table was, we've got a lot of interviews of people who are doing six figures a month and built these big businesses and they've got a team. And I like some of these people that are kind of easing into it. Here's how it's affected our life. Here's the kind of commitment we've had to make. Here's the money we're putting in the bank. And it's got a bright future. So I appreciate you sharing some of those insights. Was there yeah. anything else on your thought list today? Points, lessons, things you wanted to mention? I'd love to hear what else you have to say. And, and I do want to understand too exactly what it is you guys have studied. We haven't necessarily mentioned that. You, you talked about... So she's... I've taken different parts of it. So I really worked on the more of the replans. The, I've kind of started on the wholesaling because with my plumbing business, we were able to kind of incorporate some of the plumbing products mm, that cool. we get. And so I can compete with Amazon on some of the products. Now when they go to their at cost, they're selling it at cost, which that's their choice. But Let it's, them have fun with those. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And we've said it and... So that's been nice to be able to pull some of that stuff in because I can source it really cheap. And yeah, the wholesaling replans. Um, and that's where I've spent a majority of my time. And then the last series was the 10,000, 40,000, 40,000, 100,000, where it kind of the growth, because I know we're getting close to that 10,000 mark. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, I want to see the next step of where we're going just to have a vision of that so I don't get caught making mistakes where right. I know in my plumbing business, I you hit growth cycles and then it actually puts you back six months or a year because you got to undo the mistakes you made. Or mm-hmm. So I was kind of looking at that, but that's kind of the next step. Um, yeah, thanks for mentioning that, Corey. And for those who don't know, listeners, uh, the, the Proven Amazon course has the module inside where we actually talk you through different stages of growth based on volume. There's challenges you're going to run into. You don't have to worry about them until you hit about 40,000. Now, here's some things you got to start thinking about. You know, from zero to 10,000, what's that journey look like? From 10 to 40, what's that journey look like? What are some of the new changes you're going to see and challenges you're going to have? So, that's what Corey's referring to is uh, the yeah. content's very specific based on what stage you're at. And, and Jimmy did a great job putting that together for us. It really kind of steps through and yeah. spells out what you can expect. It's, it's a great roadmap all the way up to 100,000 a month that we've yeah. laid out. And I think the beginning was we're both stubborn on things. So we were spending like hours not finding anything. And then all of a sudden we found our first little thing and we're like, okay, it's this stupid little measuring cup. We only made like 30% ROI on it, but it was something we could find it because we couldn't find anything to sell, at least in our mind. And then we found the little thing, we found another thing and it was just getting out and doing each each day or every couple of days, spending a couple hours to try to find at least come away with something, and that was the hard part because I was we were both getting discouraged in the beginning. We're like, we can't find anything. We're never going to find anything. And then you find one or two good ones, and then it's like, okay, now we know what we're looking for. And then you start more and more go to different aisles, then you find the one or two, and now we'll get stuck in a certain aisle for 20, 30 minutes because we know it's a great aisle. But that's been in the beginning was it could be frustrating and because you have all this hopes and dreams and then you go to the store and you just get like, yeah, what am I doing here? Yeah. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. And well, then, let me ask you but that was before about, we started. 
it's not that far, it's not that distant of a memory for you to be in that state of frustration. And you're kind of looking yeah. at, you're looking at products. <clears throat> Everyone thinks I'm looking for products. I'm looking for profitable products. Are you starting to make that shift in your mind where you're looking for good ASINs instead of good products? Does that make sense to you as I say it? Do you need to explain it a little bit? Well, go ahead and explain it just to make sure I Well, understand. because the difference to me is if I may pick up a product and maybe I scan it with the Amazon app in the store and it comes back and Amazon's selling it for the exact same price it's sitting on the shelf. So I think to myself, well, there's another loser product I'll never make money on. Whereas looking for good ASINs involves not scanning the barcode, but typing in the name brand of the product. Maybe not even yeah. the product in front of me, but just the name brand and maybe in general. You know, if it's cake mixes by Pillsbury, I might type in Pillsbury cake and that's it. Right. I'm in the cake section. And then I scroll and on page three, I see this ASIN and it's a bundle. These two cake boxes right, right in front of me with that icing yeah. that's sitting right there three feet away. And it's selling for a 200% ROI. Yep. Right? So that's the difference between looking at products and looking for an ASIN. And we're doing more looking for the bundles than the, those things now because uh, there's a few bundles that we have that uh, there's... It's a food thing. I can't remember exactly what it's called. Oh, that's but, okay. We don't need to send a bunch yeah. of people looking for it anyway. No, no, no. I, I wasn't <laughs> going to be specific, but um, try to a generalized thing. But we'll just say it's a gluten-free product that is popular with people that we know. And so we found a three-pack and... I mean, I think in the last six months, we've sold like 80 or 90 of them. And every I mean, we're selling out like crazy right now. So it's just one of those things that if we didn't look for the ASIN, we just looked at the product that didn't show up. But we're like, this has to be on here somewhere. And we went digging for it. And Marianne found that one and ended up being a great one. So it's, I think, there you go. 200% you ROI on Keepa it. To help make good decisions. We do, yep, we do. Yep. We're using that more and more. And then uh, Marianne's got Scoutify on hers. So she'll typically in a store, she'll do the Scoutify and then I'll probably be on the Keepa and the Amazon. And then if we find something, we'll kind of go back and forth. So, but it's kind of funny. We go to stores, we try to split up a little bit because it kind of looks funny when you got two people on the cell phone, like scanning things in the same aisle. It's kind of like, eh, okay, half an hour standing in one spot looking at <laughs> cake icing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I've started taking more pictures and we're both taking pictures more and then kind of doing in our free time at home, trying to minimize that store mm -hmm. time. So we could be at home in downtime. So, one of the yeah. uh, things that we've that we've been doing lately that's working very well for us is using a couple of trained virtual assistants. We'll take store shelf pictures and send them to the virtual assistant. We've trained mm -hmm. them how to go through Keepa, look on Amazon, find, and they're just finding more than we can ever possibly shop for. The bottleneck yeah. for us right now is people who are willing to go to the store, put stuff in a cart, and check out. I mean, that is literally the bottleneck right now to our growth, and because uh, this stuff's just everywhere. Once you know mm -hmm. how to look and, and, and search yeah. for it. So yeah, that's the it's neat that you guys are in that stage where you've got the foundation laid, you understand how to use the basic tools. And it's just a matter of, you know, how much time do you have to scale this thing? And there's not a big sense of urgency. You've got this other stable income, but you know, who knows what the future holds, like you said. It's good to have this diversification. So the multiple streams of income concept, right? Yeah, the trend is to buy mobile. Nobody wants to go to the store. They just rather click a button and buy it. So we might as well facilitate that purchase. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you're serving so, them. You're serving those people who don't want to get out for whatever reason, rational or irrational. They just don't want to go out. So, hey, there you go. They can stay home and do, you know, shop and they're going to pay, they're willing to pay a premium for that. That's the service yeah. we're providing. And as a reminder to the listeners, you know, I've heard 
straight from Amazon. And this has been a conversation that's, you know, pre-COVID, but still they said we can't keep our shelves stocked. And I actually saw an article here just a couple of weeks ago that that just reminded me that said Amazon's sales were actually down slightly, not because of customer demand, but just because they're out of everything. <laughs> you know, that was like they're out of a lot yeah. of things that Walmart has, that Target has, Costco, all these other stores. They're in a lot of cases, it's there, but it's not even on Walmart and customers are looking for it. Or sorry, Amazon. It's not on Amazon. Mm-hmm. They just yeah. can't keep their stocks full. So that's the opportunity uh, that people can step into. Well, any other observations that you had for us, Core? Any other thoughts as we start to wrap this one up? You know, uh, you've no, got great insights. And I think the biggest thing would just be be consistent and don't get discouraged with it. It's, I mean, if you follow the plan, you minimize mistakes. It get, there's days where it's frustrating, but it's, or, I mean, especially for like with my business, I just say, go out and do it the next day. I mean, just keep going. You, you make mistakes, you have a bad day, you may lose some money, but go out the next day and correct it and keep going. It's, it's so easy to get discouraged right now with everything, not just business, but globally, everything going on. It's just, everything's in, seems to be chaos, but it's just be persistent and get out and, just keep going. It doesn't have to be whatever, some magical one day you, you find like a million dollars under a bed sheet or something like that. It's but just everyday building. So, and it takes time. I mean, it's not going to happen overnight. I know some people I've read or listened to the podcast and stuff and some people go out the first month and they'll do 20, 40, 50,000. But my question always is, well, how much did they put into it? Because to make that kind of money, it just doesn't happen overnight. If you only have a couple hundred bucks to start with, you can find stuff that you can sell and build with what you got. And you don't have to... I mean, we haven't bought anything under credit. It's all been just what we started with. And each month, our account's getting bigger and we just keep going forward. So not get discouraged. I love that Amazon has to deal with all the... We do everything as FBA. So they deal with everything. And I love that. I mean, it's frustrating when you get a return, but it's kind of like, oh, well, it's one return. Move on. Let's go. Amazon had to deal with the customer complaint, the issue, the return, the shipping. Yep. You know, didn't arrive on the day you said. Amazon handles all that stuff. Yeah, which yeah. is so nice, especially because yeah. I deal with customers every day, and I'm so done right. with that. It's like I love the fact that they deal with that, and it's worth it to me. And to Marianne, it's because we get that stuff would frustrate us if it was where we had to deal with all of it. It would be really right. frustrating. Yeah, but the that, fact that they that's feel a good reminder. Yeah. So I don't. Point I mean, that it out comes at a cost, enough. but. No, I. that's the fact that we love. It just lets us, gives us the freedom not to have to deal with it. I mean, we have to deal with it a little bit just because you know it's coming back and do we need to return it to us? Just make sure that it's okay because they'll say damaged by customer and it's not damaged at all. It wasn't even opened. And so, yeah, it's there's a little bit of work there, but it's so worth it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. we don't stress that at all. And yeah, it's kind of fun when you go to bed and all. It's like last night we had our highest unit count for a day. I think we sold 39 units yesterday. So that was our highest one so far. And it wasn't the best day, but because we were selling some sheets back in August that we're not doing anymore. But um, yeah, it was kind of fun to go to bed and be encouraged by a good day and numbers keep going up a little bit each month. And I don't look at a day-to-day. I look at 30-day trends. So if the beginning of the month and the end of the month, you see a slightly increasing and stuff, that's encouragement enough. It's not like 
one day we'll be at 400 next day we're at 100 for some reason it's like what's going on and then it's like forget it next day you're back up and you see consistencies and so i don't stress that anymore first couple months i was like no no sales and it's two o'clock in the afternoon (laughs) oh you know (laughs) you hit on that i think you hit on a universal challenge that e-commerce entrepreneurs in general have and we tend to measure ourselves on daily results because they're accessible. Yeah. You know, right? If Amazon was reporting results once a week, we wouldn't be stressing out day to day. Right. Yeah. So because we can literally know what have I sold in the last 60 seconds? Have I sold nothing or have I sold $300? I'm going to go check. Right. So we're check, checking constantly our, our stats. Um, I think that, I think that pushes us. I don't know if the book's been written yet, but there's an, almost an unhealthy element to, constantly analyzing how am I doing today, this hour, this minute, right now. That's not healthy. I, I love the what you just said, Corey. You know, look at the trend. Look at the the week. And you've probably got that discipline from from owning your own business for 20 plus years is the day's numbers don't matter really. It's the week. And that doesn't matter as much as the month. And that doesn't matter as much as the quarter. Right. And now we can start to paint a picture. And so if you can do that with your Amazon business as well and kind of see that trend, that's far more important than what we do today. And I think we get stuck on the the constant refresh and and we've all done it. (laughs) But it's a good reminder. Look at the trend. Yeah. And it's just not no, I mean, it's our first year. So it's nine months in. We're like, we don't know the yearly trends. Like I know my plumbing business when to scale up on product or certain parts of our business. Cause I, 20 some years, I know. Mm-hmm. And so we didn't make a big push on the fourth quarter with toys or any of that stuff. We stayed with just getting our replans, getting our foundation. And we just stuck to that. Cause that's where we're making money at right now. And we're positive every week, every month. So it's given us a nice cushion to where over the next six to nine months, Next year's quarter four is going to be fun. I mean, that's going to be, we're going to be ready to go just from a financial standpoint and a process standpoint. So we're talking about banking a big push. We have a neighbor that's got a friend that's a toy distributor and we're going to talk to him. And, Ah. but we're like, you know what? We're not quite ready for that. Is that, that's a mistake that maybe we scale up too much and that it could set us back six, nine months or even a couple of years. We'd be struggling just to kind of get caught up. So sure. Yeah, well, as and you plus, scale into that with the advantages that you have, you know, your wholesale lists from the plumbing connections and your, your mm-hmm. toy distributor connections and going through and, and plowing through all that data to find the golden nuggets, the lowest of the low-hanging fruit, if you will, without checking everything one at a time. There's some tools yeah. and strategies out there that can be uh, yeah. deployed. So yeah. you can kind of go through a list pretty quick. And that's one of the things we're actually training in the, the proven wholesale sourcing.com classes right now. That uh, I know, Rich and his team are are teaching how to go through a wholesale list, or you know, a, a, a large list, let's say tens of thousands of items, and find the golden nuggets that will sell very quickly at a good profit without right. having to test them all or run them all one at a time through Keepa, right? That yeah. can get tedious. But that's some of the stuff you guys might be doing in this next year, kind of working on your yeah. business instead of in your business. Yeah, right? maybe yeah. bringing some people into prep and and shop for you and working on some of that. But yeah. Well, beautiful. Good, good hanging out with you, man. And tell Marianne yeah. I said hey, and uh, thanks for definitely will. you to us. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, it's been fun. We've been looking forward to this, and just I mean, it, I think our story is just the biggest thing. Is just this has given us some hope, and just us together, but also just I mean, family because it's something that we can pass to our kids in the training and 
little things like that. So mm-hmm. it's kind of exciting. So well, uh, on that yeah. on that note too, one of the things I like to to point out this this skill of finding product that can be arbitraged and flipped and sold online, no matter what happens with Amazon or with e-commerce in general, that skill of finding stuff that can be moved from point A to point B and it becomes more profitable. That's a valuable skill that I think is one of the most valuable skills you can have to create a a stability, a Mm -hmm. model of stability and income regardless. Again, because, you know, if, if Amazon starts to fade a little bit, well, there's, there's Walmart right on their heels, you know, there's eBay, build your own Shopify site, you know, get into some of these other opportunities, this basic skill set that you're building, it's not all about your Amazon account, the relationships, the products you're being exposed to. There's a stream of million dollar ideas flying past our heads every day in this business. If we take a time and just latch onto one of them, all kinds of good opportunities. So this is this is where you want to be. E-commerce is where you want to be right now. So great job picking this kind of stabilizer for your family, for your marriage, yeah. something you pass to your kids, diversify yeah. your income a little bit, add a little and sleep a little better at night. Maybe well done, man. Yeah, it's been fun. It's it's been enjoyable, but the training's been huge because otherwise we'd be so lost. We'd probably be kicked off by now. <laughs> just oh, yeah, we do our best to keep that wrong, from happening. <laughs> yeah, finding wrong products or yeah, so it's that's been the huge thing because we're like at first we picked up a few products and we're like then we went through the training we're like uh oh we need to pull those quick and sell them on eBay or something else. <laughs> like, yeah, keeping you so, out of keeping you out of uh, getting in trouble with Amazon. Although it's not a big a deal as some people make it out to be, Amazon's very forgiving. But yeah. you just don't want to step in those potholes if you don't have to and slow yourself down and get discouraged. So yeah, we yeah. try to do that. But appreciate yeah. you having having you guys in the community and and uh, yeah, we appreciate it. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. good getting to know you a little bit. And like I said, say hey to your wife and family for me. I appreciate that. And I definitely will. I think I'll wrap this one up talking to the listeners here for just a minute. Thank Absolutely. you for hanging out with us a little bit yep. with Corey and I. Hopefully, we served you well today. Got you some ideas, some motivation, and uh, I like that. Like I mentioned earlier, that this isn't one of those you know six figure a month success stories. This is a couple that's kind of stepping into it slow. They've got some stable income, but they're wanting to add a little more security. And they don't have this massive business yet, but I think they're heading there if they want it very quickly. And I appreciate the the plain spoken way Corey presented the opportunity today. So hopefully if uh, that's something that resonates with you, go check us out, provenamazoncourse.com. It's where they started. We'd love to get you started as well. And we're here to serve you. But regardless where your business is at, what you're doing, if you're trying to build a business and serve others well, this community is with you. We're behind you. We're rooting for you. We are the warriors of our culture right now from my vantage point that are truly holding down the fort. So God bless the business building warriors out there, Corey and Marianne included, and all the other listeners out there. God bless you guys. We're in your corner praying for you. And Corey, thanks again for your time, my friend. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for having me. To all the listeners, we'll have another great episode like this again for you real soon. Hey, before we end this episode, real quick, I want to thank our sponsor, Payoneer. Payoneer.com slash funding. Go there. They've got a great offer. Tell them Jim sent you. They'll give you 10% off the fees on your first funding. Remember, if you need more money to grow your business, these are some great guys to talk to. They become a sponsor of our show. We're very grateful. And if you jump over and check out what they have to offer, I think you're going to like what you see. Very flexible payment terms great interest rates. Go check out payoneer.com slash funding. Hey, we'll see you next episode. 
Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentJim.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.